a word. Who has a word for 2020? Like, okay, what, what was God showing? What was God saying to you to look for in 2020? Um, mine was twofold. One was to hear in order to see. Mm. Because faith comes by hearing. Hearing, mm-hmm. hearing mm-hmm. by the word. Mm-hmm. And the second thing was to sever. There are some things that God has been requiring us to let go of in mm. habits. Mm-hmm. So they will be severed. Mm. Jesus. Mm. Jesus. Mm. If you are yielded, they will be just like a surgeon. Cut away. Mm. God wants to cut away something. Mm. Mm. Those are the two things. Here so you can see. <coughs> yeah. Because mm. we have our vision. We think mm-hmm. we see because we see. Mm-hmm. You don't see because you see. You see because you hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. Glory. Come on through. Here. Hallelujah. Thank you. Come on. You better stop. Woo. All right. Somebody else. What was God saying about 2020? We got a house full of prophetic people. Y'all said hearing women. Anybody else got a word from the Lord? What did the Lord show you? Uh, Pastor Lydia. She's going to start calling people out. He just he just laid in my heart on Sunday um, at our church that it was multiple opportunities for grace. Oh, mm. that's that good. 20 represents multiple opportunities for grace because it's multiple of five, and five represents the number of grace. And then he was like, G-R-A-C-E. And so in this year, there's some people that are going to have to experience multiple experiences of grace so that they can understand who God truly is. Mm, come on. Because even within the body of Christ, there are people that still don't know who God is. My God. They've heard of God. That's right. But they, they haven't know. experienced him. That's right. My God. That they is haven't so experienced good. him in a way that, that, that can prove that he is uh, a limitless God. Praise God. So God is saying, believe him for, believe him to be an audacious God. Yes. An audacious God. Mm-hmm. I love that. A ridiculous God this year. Yeah. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Mm. I, love, I love the word audacious. Mm. It is ridiculous. ridiculous. It's extravagant. It's very, just outside. Very of. outside of the usual. Mm. Oh, that's good. It's just too many times we keep trying to put God in a box. Mm. We really do. We just keep trying to put him in a box. We keep trying to put him in a, a box, and he keeps trying to show us that he exists outside of those things. Mm, 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 mm. That's good. Multiple opportunities for grace this year. So I was just asking the ladies to share um, if God had given them a word for what to expect for 2020, what their prophetic word was that they were to run on before I get it all up in here with this. And so <laughs> Pastor Michelle was saying that um, God was saying that you're going to have to hear in order to see, you know, and um, and that he, and that we have to sever some things. You have to be deliberate about this severing. And she was saying that God's going to give us multiple opportunities for grace because it's 2020 is multiples of five. And actually it's eight fives. So yes. it's like a new beginning. Yes. So, you know, yes. 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 <laughs> All up in there. That's some good oh, stuff. She done caught that. Prophetess um, <laughs> Tanya, I know the Lord's giving you a word. Did he show you anything for 2020? Way we see him mm. um, because mm. God 
works in a totally different way from what man can see. That's right. So even as I was dealing with something, um, he let me know that the way that my focus was to see him was incorrectly. So I was seeing him at a vision where it was glory. Mm-hmm. And the reason why was because I was so bent on seeing the things and the prophecies that he had showed me, I was bent on seeing them now. And he showed me that when he showed it to me, to man is backwards because his sight is different. Yay, he glory. shows us what we're gonna walk into. Yes. And so it takes it takes preparation, it takes time, it takes focus, mm-hmm. it takes prayer. It takes you gotta walk, you gotta get to that point. Mm-hmm. So he told me, stop trying to see what he said and begin to focus on getting to what he said. <laughs> getting to it. Getting to it like that. Glory. <laughs> we can go up and he showed me higher higher 2020 even higher and in the scripture that he gave me was second samuel um 519 and um looking at that i was trying to find the version that i that i was really really um like, but I want to give it to you just in the way you're used to hearing it. And David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto David, go up for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. And so God wants us to show up. He wants us to go up so that he can glow up so that his light can shine through us and so that's what he showed me was was higher so shall you go up yes because you will win and that was a couple of the versions um in there it says that you know he's asked will he win and he said you you will win you will have the victory and so um that's the it says the lord um will will you let me win the lord told david attack i will let you win Good news says, will you give me the victory? Yes, attack. 
the Lord answered, I will give you the victory. And so we have to be on offense. That's right. I know this past 2019, you might have felt like that, that you was on defense, that you was, you know, that you was fighting against the enemy or whatever. But listen, the mere, the mere fact that you're still here in your right mind, you up. Your, your points, you, you got points up on him. We, we are never defeated. And so we are not in a defense position. Okay, we are destroying the works of the devil. That means we are going up. We are going up. We are going up to fight, to to advance the kingdom of God. And so that's what we have to do. And so um, that's what God showed me. You know, soldiers going up, going up. You got the victory. Into the hands of the Lord. 
Even higher. Even higher. As Come on. So this mm. is also the year of the celebration. Mm-hmm. So whatever you put your hands to touch, you're going to celebrate. So the businesses that you had are okay, the things that did not prosper in 2019. Whatever you touch, it's your prosper. Mm. Thank you. So the things Stop. that you have to move strategically mm. in in 2020, mm. you have to be really purpose-driven, and mm. it has to be purposeful because mm. if you
the other sheep. I don't know the gospels. I do. Mm-hmm. I know I do. And God will use me. 
for that. But this is where I sit. Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. In a company of prophets and apostles and pastors from right. teachers and evangelists to do the work amongst y'all. Mm -hmm. You know, and to, to heal, to bring healing to you mm -hmm. so you can go out to your respective places and do what you're called to do. Mm -hmm. Amen. Okay. And everybody in here has a multitude of things. And, and if we all just do our part, then we touch the saved, the unsaved, the old, the young, the black, the white, the Jew, the Gentile. You know, right. everything right. is done. And so, and so you ain't by yourself. Not not in this space, you mm -hmm. know. Not in this space, you know. You're, you're going to find people like like yourself, the peculiar, the prophets, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. So it's this beautiful woman sitting behind the other beautiful woman. Beautiful lady with the beautiful braids. I've met you before. Have you been to one of our shut-ins before? No. No. But I know you. Oh! Because we sat together. At the, how you doing, sweet? <laughs> Praise God. I can't see your face. And I don't want to ask you, but I will ask you and Sharon to kind of like come where I can see because I like to be able to see everybody's face. We have like three rows over here. Okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah, let's spread it. Do either one of you have a word from the Lord that he's put in your heart? That you want to share before I get going? Because once I get going, I don't know. Has he shared anything you want? I mean, you don't have to, but if you have something you want to share, I just want to make sure that you know that we see you and the floor is open. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else? Mercy looking like she wants this, to say something. Uh, yes, I, I, see, I see Mercy and <laughs> <laughs> this woman of God right here sitting here with the. Mm -hmm. Come on now. They Come on. I want to leave it open now. Shalea, anybody? Evangelist Devlin. Come on, punch him dead in his face.
accept what he said right. and move forward? Mm. Or are you gonna stay lost? Come on. Come on. So mm. either you gonna do what he said do? Come on. Or mm. the time is gonna go go past and you're gonna have to take account for that. Come on. And you know there's a place in hell for that too. And people don't understand that. Ooh, so Jesus he's not coddling his people. Come Once on. you know the word and you accept him in Jesus Christ as the Lord as your savior, then you have to do what he said do. There's no more excuses. No more excuses. No more excuses. Amen. Amen. Well, like many of you all, you know, uh, coming up to the end of the year and everything, the Lord, he has been speaking to me and he's given me multiple prophetic words and insight into what awaits us in 2020 and beyond. A couple of years ago, um, I do want to share this one with you. A couple of years ago, he gave me insight into 2020 vision you know he dropped this this 2020 vision in my spirit and this was before you know it's like three years ago so i wasn't actually thinking about the year 2020 i was just actually thinking about 2020 vision and he started to make this correlation okay in the spirit for me that 2020 vision in the spirit could be found in Second Chronicles 2020. He shared with me that the prescription, just like you would go to the doctor and your, your sight is failing you and he would get a prescription, write a prescription that would help to adjust your sight, bring things into focus and get you on back on 2020 vision. The prescription in the spirit for getting your spiritual insight right, okay, and getting back into focus it's found in your beautiful girl, your beautiful Second Chronicles 2020. And so there in Second Chronicles 2020, you'll find a prescription for 2020 prophetic vision. So as prophets and as prophetic people, as people of God, that is our prescription. Prophetic vision or, as we would say, revelation for life. Because that's what the prophetic comes. It comes to bring us life and to bring us into life. And so, but before I get into too much about the Second Chronicles part, let's talk a little bit about 2020 vision in the natural so that we can get this right. Now, a lot of people, like I said, I, I got this a few years ago. But then as we started coming close to 2020, like halfway through the year, I started thinking, I said, wow, 2020's coming. And I told Tylisha, um, I was like, I'm anticipating hearing the apostles and prophets, the prophetic people, start grabbing down some revelation about 2020 vision. Okay, because you know, we're great with our catchphrases. I said, um, but I'm wondering if anybody, if, if anybody's gonna catch in the spirit, because one of the things I've learned, or what God has revealed to me, is that in the spirit, there's information transferring, exchanging from heaven to earth, earth to heaven, heaven. So there's spiritual traffic, not just with demons and angels and stuff, but with information, with word. Prayers going up, prophecies coming down. And so just because I get a prophetic word doesn't mean somebody else isn't going to get that prophecy too. Right. It's out there for, right. the, 
for the taking. So, so we can't get upset. You know, that was our word. Well, no, that was God's word. That's right. That's what it was. And we are just prophets who received the word to tell the people what would God look like to only give a word to one person. That would be ineffective. Then, then, you know what I'm saying? So the more prophets that get that word, the more the announcements, the more the decrees from heaven and the declarations can be released in the earth to announce the announcements from the kingdom of heaven. So, I was like, I wonder when people are going to catch this 2020 vision, the prescription being found in 2 Chronicles 2020. Well, nobody has made that exact connection, but the apostle of my soul, the one that I really love, that I really feel connected to, is John Eckhart. His style, the way he teaches, and the way he moves. And so he had caught in the summertime, I told her, I said, oh, he's made a connection with 2 Chronicles. And see, for me, it confirmed for me, and what Talisha said, well, that confirms that he's your apostle because all the revelation you keep getting within a week or two, you tell me within a week, within a week or two, he's out there on YouTube preaching the same thing that you've been, you know, that you've been releasing. So that means that y'all are connected. <laughs> and so he was making the connection between 2 Chronicles 2020, but he did not come out and say there was a prescription for 2020 vision. But other things that he was uh, uh, preaching and teaching were the things that I had already been saying. So let's look at this 2020 vision for a minute, because a lot of times, So I like to learn things. And for me, it's so important to walk in truth because I understand that freedom comes from truth. It doesn't come from a lie. Yeah, and we'll walk right. around and, and I'm really big on teaching the truth of the um, scripture. Uh, I hate it when we take a scripture, we miss, uh, um, not misquote it so much. I can deal with that. But it's when we misinterpret it and we use it incorrectly because we did not interpret it correctly. So therefore, people are walking around still sick and bound because we're quoting scriptures and we're throwing scriptures out there. And oh, honey, it's okay. All things work together for the good of the Lord. You know, but uh, there's a lot of things that we say and we don't really bring it into context and people are holding on to scripture and it's not right. And so it's very important that we understand what it is we're saying. And so we as a people, have got to do the work and not be so lazy to just grab up a saying yes. and just yes. throw it out there unless we really study to see if it is really, really true what we're saying. Right, 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 right. And so people will say 2020 vision is perfect vision. 2020, 2020 vision is perfect vision. It's perfect vision. And so I was like, well, you know, because when God was showing me that this is prophetic vision, this is a prescription for 2020 vision. And so as I was writing, I was like, 2020 is perfect. And I was like, it's just 2020 vision. But let me read and learn what 2020 vision is. Right? 2020 vision is a term used to express normal visual acuity. I said normal visual acuity. I didn't say perfect. We said normal visual acuity. Acuity is defined as the clarity or sharpness of vision. Okay? And so 2020 vision is a term used to express 
normal visual acuity measured at a distance of 20 feet. Yes. Okay. So if you have 20-20 vision, it is basically saying that you can see clearly at 20 feet what should normally be seen at that distance. So if, it, if you were to, to, um, to have 20 slash 100 vision, then that would mean that you must be as close as 20 feet to see what a person with normal vision can see at 100 feet. Mm -hmm. So you got pretty bad eyesight <laughs> if you have 2100. Mm -hmm. But 2020 is just simple, good, normal, healthy eyesight. Mm -hmm. Okay? Having 2020 vision does not necessarily mean, as I said, that you have perfect vision. 2020 vision only indicates the sharpness or clarity of vision at a distance of 20 feet. Other important vision skills, including peripheral awareness or side vision, eye coordination, depth perception, focusing ability, and color vision contribute to your overall visual ability. Some people can see well at a distance, but are unable to bring nearer the nearer objects into focus. This condition can be caused by what is called farsightedness or loss of focusing ability. Others can see items that are close, but cannot see those that are far away. This condition may be caused by nearsightedness. Mm -hmm. When they test you, if you can identify the letters on one of the smaller lines near the bottom, then they would say that you have the standard normal 2020 visual acuity. If you can read only uh, the, the larger letter sizes on the lines above the 2020 line, then you have poor visual acuity. They will tell you that your visual acuity is 2040 or 2060 and so on. The lines with smaller letters below the 2020 line on the chart correspond to visual acuity measurements that are even better mm -hmm. than 2020 vision. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about 20 slash 15, 2010, and even 25 vision. So as I just studied out the levels of visual acuity, the Lord revealed to me then this hidden revelation in Second Chronicles. First he told me if that was 2020 vision. But then as I learned that, then he began to unpack it. Oh y'all know. This is the things I love to do more than anything. Is just sit and get in there and get revelation from the Lord. I said, oh my God, this is so good. The Lord revealed to me. Second Chronicles 2020 is how we simply gain 
2020 vision in the spirit. 2020 vision is the standard measure of sight for a believer. That's all it is. And it's a wonderful thing. It's the standard that all believers need to be walking at. Come on. That have access to. See, the word of God talks about, when we talk about standard measures, the word of God talks about he has given us all. all right. Now, what does it say he's given us? Did it say any measure of faith or the measure of faith? What did, what did y'all say that the scripture says? Is it a measure or the measure? I want to hear. The? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. He has given us all the measure of faith. Now, if he would have, if he would have said he given us a measure of faith, mm-hmm. now it could be where some people could say, "Well, he's given you a measure, and he's given me a measure. The measure he gave you could be greater than the measure he gave me. Now it could be different." Mm-hmm. And I've heard people preach that incorrectly. They just, first of all, by not preaching the word verbatim, and you simply change out the to a, it changes the whole. It changes the whole truth of what that word is saying. And now the preacher will start saying, he's given us all a measure of faith. He's made her, look at sister so-and-so. He gave her a greater measure of faith. That's why she was able to do great exploits. So-and-so. The devil is a liar. That's not the truth. He's given us all. We were all born with. Would God be a good God? If he would have given us all different measures of faith, but expect all of us to walk the same walk. The same level of obedience, and that wouldn't be good. He's given us all the measure. We all start off with the same measure. It uh, depends on how we work that thing as to whether or not it grows stronger and bigger to do the great exploits. But we all start off with the same measure. So there's standards. God, there's standards in God, right? So God revealed to me in 2 Chronicles 20-20 that this is how he gave 2020 vision in the spirit. This is the standard measure of sight for a believer. There are other greater measures according, before I get there. This is the standard. This is the standard. And so he's saying he's made available to all believers. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors people that move in the prophetic and that everybody has the same opportunity and access to prophetic vision for their life. Uh Everybody has the same opportunity to see what God says about them, what God requires of them, what God is going to try to get to them. And it is 2 Chronicles 20 that says believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Uh-huh. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. That's right. Thank you, Father. There are other greater measures according to the call of God on your life. 2020 vision isn't just it, but he makes it, he gives every believer access, 
opportunity to come into the body of Christ and to fellowship and be covered by and to be joined to apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and prophetic people, intercessors. Amen. They either have the same access to the same word of God, they've got the Bible, they've got the spirit of God, they're to establish them and to root them in the word, and they've got prophets, people with the prophetic word of God, ready to, 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 to proceed with the, with the word of God, to, to, to give them what God has for them along the way so that they can at least have the same opportunity mm -hmm. that everybody else That's right. Has. That's, right. That's just the standard measure. Mm -hmm. 2020 vision. But there are greater measures according to the call of God on your life. But like I said, every believer is provided that same measure, 2020 vision. The difference is not every believer will walk in it. That's right. Not every believer will believe the Lord their God and be established. That's right. Not every believer will be, believe the prophet and, and, and prosper. That's right. But God makes, he, he's giving you a prescription mm -hmm. for 2020 vision and that's where it is. There is so, 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 so much. Uh, he showed me that this, this vision, 2015, 2010, 2005, that is the level of vision he gives prophetic people. Mm -hmm. See, we got to see in the spirit. He, he, he increases, and 20 slash 5 is eagle's, eagle eye vision. Yes, 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 yes. So that's the level of vision that an eagle has to be able to see its prey five miles up in the sky. To be able to spot that rabbit down there on the ground. Mm. And so, so in the spirit realm, the prophets, they have deeper vision. And they're able to see. Mm -hmm. And speak. And release that to those who only have 20, 20 vision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's so much that I can say um, for, being, for having prophetic vision for your life. But I want you to know it will literally save. Having prophetic vision will literally save your life. Amen. It can rescue your marriage. Yep. It, can, it can heal your body. It will deliver you from the power of hell. Mm. And the prophet that has been given insight, whether it's 2015, 2010, or 25, and has spoken that insight, that, that word of wisdom or revelation into your life, and sent a word to your destiny. Come on. To reserve your condition ah. and position until you arrive at that place. Come on. Their word is to be believed. Mm -hmm. If you want to see it come to pass, it is to be believed. But that's what prophets do. When, a, when you receive a prophetic word, they're not sending that word simply to you. They're sending a divine announcement to your destiny. Yes. So they have room to prepare for you. And they are reserving your place when you get there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jesus. We frame our destiny. The word of God teaches us that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Uh -huh. The worlds, when it's and, and interpreted, it, it means the times, the eras, yes, yes. not the sun, moon, and the stars. The eras, 
were taught, were framed by the word of God. So we, therefore, frame our destiny, our times, our seasons, by faith in the word of God. By faith in the word that God continues to speak over our lives. Mm -hmm. Not just the Bible. But we, we need the prophetic word. And that's how we frame every prophecy that comes is creating a frame. I preach, I want y'all to know that a lot of this stuff is just because she's, you know, been with me forever. And so she's heard a lot of this throughout many of the messages. So this is part of a message that I preach about framing your world. Mm-hmm. And I talk about these frames and the purposes of frames. I'm not going to do that, but I want you to know that you frame your destiny. By the word that continues to speak over your life. So every prophetic word, I want you to begin to picture it as part of your frame. Yeah. Come on. And start putting this frame around this vision that God has given you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay? Come on. Start framing out your world. Faith not only frames what is to come, but this persuasion, the faith in your soul, this faith that you have. Gives your soul the, to enjoy, or gives your soul the approval to enjoy those things now. Mm. Enjoy them now. Your faith, your persuasion that that thing, because I'm telling you, your faith is the title deed to the thing that you're hoping for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, That's the right. evidence of things not seen. That's right. The fact that you have faith for a thing. Is the evidence that the thing is yours. Mm-hmm. If you don't have faith for a thing, then that means that that thing is not yours. There's nothing wrong with that. It just means that it's not yours. God gives you faith for the thing that he has for you. So that's why faith is the substance of the things you hope for. It is the evidence that the thing you don't see now is really existing and waiting for you yes. to get there. It's your evidence. Yes. So what I am saying here is faith not only frames what is to come, but this persuasion gives the soul the approval to enjoy those things to come now. Mm-hmm. Even before they get here. Enjoy your husband to come. Enjoy yes. your children yet to be born. Yes. Enjoy that business that has yet to flourish. Enjoy it now. Yes. yes. Enjoy it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Why do I say that? Because this persuasion makes it a, a reality in the soul. Okay. And it is the first fruit and foretaste of things to come. Mm-hmm. Taste the fruit <coughs> of things to come. Mm-hmm. Taste and see how sweet it is. Yes. And enjoy it now. Mm-hmm. Let it nourish your soul. Let it nourish your faith. Let it nourish your hope and keep hope alive. Yes. Amen. Come on. Faith proves to the mind the reality of things that cannot be seen by the bodily eye. Mm-hmm. It is full proof and approval of all God has revealed as holy, as just, and as good. Yes, thank you. A person who has faith for thing, for a thing, like I said, has the title deed of that thing and is simply waiting for the full manifestation of it. Mm-hmm. 
That is why we need a supply of prophetic word to pull off the shelf along the way. Come on. As we are journeying along the way, we need a supply Come of on. prophetic word to pull off the shelf. That's right. Knowing this, <laughs> knowing that this is what we need, God arms us with prophetic declarations to protect us, to protect our hearts, our minds, our souls in seasons that are yet to come. Mm -hmm. He sends a word now to Thank protect you, you in a season that is yet to come, a season of great tragedy, a season of great stress, a, a season of great sickness. He will send the word now to protect you for then. He is a good God. Yes. What you understand, you will know how to value. That's why we want you to understand. I want you to understand this. So these prophetic words that you begin to get, you got to begin to really value them. Yes. Don't dismiss them. Come on. They frame your life. They frame everything that you are expecting. What you understand, you will know how to value. If you know how to value, you will know how to steward. Come on. Yes. And if you know how to steward the thing, then you will be able to multiply it. Come on. Glory to God. Which is our first command. Or our second. To be fruitful and multiply. Yes, yes. What we multiply, what we multiply, is what we have authority over. Amen. That's what we have authority over. So, I've talked before how the vagabond spirit loves to attach itself to prophetic people to destroy the prosperity of the word of God in their life. Because it knows that we have to be planted in the word in order to bear the fruit of that word. We've got to be planted. We've got to be planted in the house. We've got to be planted in the body. Yes. And our identity is in our establishment. It's in our planting. How, how can we identify? You've got to belong to a tribe, a people, or something. How are you identified? Uh -huh. Who are your daddy? What's the name that you carry? We know, of course, Jesus. But in this earth, how are you identified? How are you going to have dominion in this earth if you have no identity in this earth? If only identity you have is only in heaven, you will have no influence in this earth amongst men and people. So you can't walk around never having a church home, not going to submit to nobody, not calling nobody, don't need nobody. So you have no influence and you have no power and you have no authority. Because your authority comes from the authority that you are under. Your authority is only as good as the authority that you submit under. If you're not submitted under authority, you have no authority. The authority you're walking in is a sham. It's a sham authority. It's not the real thing. Jesus. We have to be planted. The vagabond spirit, it uproot people. Out of the word spoken over them by God to frame their world. God sends word over you to frame your world. Yay. But this vagabond spirit, it books, 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 
uproots them out of the word spoken over them. Multiplication is always possible with prophetic instruction. We are to discern. Also, we are to discern when the season on a word expires. Come on. And you need to get a second word. Yes. Godly transitions like these only happen in a healthy prophetic paradigm. You've got to put yourself in the way of a healthy prophetic paradigm. You've got to be attached to a house, to yes. a people, to an apostle, a prophet. You need to have, I'm not just a pastor, I'm sorry. I'm just going to go on the record and say threefold ministry just ain't enough. Come on, apostle. It's not enough. It's not enough. A church that only has a pastor, and that's the head, that's it. Unless that pastor is, oh, you know, I'm, I'm telling you that. You need to have apostles and prophets and yes. teachers. You need the whole body. It's just not enough. It's not enough. Each one has a role to play in your soul. In the kingdom. So a healthy paradigm, prophetic paradigm, is very important. So um, 2020 vision, I just wanted to break that down to you all a little bit. But now I'm going to give you the three words that God gave me. So that was just a little, little extra over there. Okay, so... The first word God gave me is, this is not that. Come on. Okay, so, so as I was preparing for 2020, he dropped that in my spirit. To, to tell the people that this is not that. That what is coming for you in 2020 is not what has come before. See, a lot of times we shape everything that's coming to us we have a paradigm and we want to fit it into what we already know. We try to make sense of it according to the database that we were already working. We want, we want to filter everything through that. And God is like saying, no, 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 no. This is not that. That's right, that's right. Thank you, It's not that. So do yourself a favor. Don't boggle your mind. Don't do it. And try to recycle another year into this 2020 and beyond. Because this is not that. Yes. <laughs> this that will come is not that which has been. A revolution awaits you. Revolutions happen through the word of God. Mm -hmm. Through revelation. Revelation should cause a revolution. That's right. <laughs> when God shows you something new, Come on. something yeah. should change. That's right. Something. Something. Something different. That's right. And so, a revolution is a forcible overthrow of a government or social order in favor of a new system. So I talk about systems up in here. So you need to command a revolution in the old systems. Okay? You need to command that. As you go into 2020, leave behind that which doesn't work. I'm not saying leave behind everything. But leave behind that which doesn't work and take only the best 
of what exists. The best is that those things which are eternal or of eternal value. Those are the things you take with you. So take only the best of what exists, your faith, your purpose, your, 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 your spirit man, all things that have eternal value. Combine them, mix in the words of God over your life, the prayers, the promises, the prophecies, and then watch the new manifest before you. But don't bring in that old stuff that has no eternal value, that, that stuff that God's been trying to get you to drop along the way, you know, just those, those stinking attitudes. You know, all those things that don't serve the purposes of God in your life, leave all that behind. Don't try to insist that God bless it and prosper it and, and heal it. He ain't trying to heal that stuff. He's trying to kill that stuff. It wants to be gone. Yeah, sever it. Exactly. Exactly. So, so let me see. He's saying, bring with you only those things and watch the new manifest before you. Uh, last week, uh, a morning last week, the Lord, the Lord woke me up with a word in, in my spirit. It was really kind of strange. I can't say that it was a, uh, I can't say that it was a, uh, a vision you know, or a dream, but I don't know about y'all, but sometimes when I'm kind of in between sleep, it's like, God, he started speaking to me. And I do want to sleep. But I got these little notepads next to my bed. And I'm like, oh God, you keep giving me revelation. And this is like, I'm off the clock. I'm off the clock. Honestly. And, um, but the funny thing is, he was giving me a word. And I felt it so, so strong in my spirit that I could not continue to sleep. Even though I did, I did not write it down. But I, I did speak as much of it out loud so I could hear it in my hearing. So I would not forget it when I did finally get up. So I was going to go back to sleep. But I said it out loud. I was saying certain elements of it so I could remember it, so I could capture it, because I didn't know why he wanted me to know it. But it was good work. I know it was good for me. But uh, but it was like, I, you know, tell my people. So I knew it was more than just me. And then I got a phone call from Precious a woman of God, and as I was talking with her, then God, you know, she was asking my counsel on something, and it was like, oh, his word is for her. That's why he was like, you, you know, because uh, uh, somebody whose life is depending on this okay. is going to call you up, and I got to put words in your mouth so that you can give them the words that they're going to need. And so um, I want to just share that with you, what it was, because it's, it's, it ties into this, this is not that thing. So the Lord woke me up, and he was saying to me, let my people know that, that we are, that they are working against, not, and not purposely doing this. We're not purposely doing this. We are doing all that we can 
how to work with God and to see the promises of God come to come to pass in our life. We're living holy, we're consecrated, we're sanctified, we're sowing, we're preaching, we're, we're serving, we're doing all we can. And he says, let them know that they are still working against the manifestation, the manifestation of what they are praying for, hoping for, believing for, and working for. And doing this makes me appear as if I'm not faithful and I'm not true and that my power is ineffective and that my word is spickle. This, this work that they're doing, it defers the manifestation of our hope or this defers the manifestation of our hope. It makes our heart sick and sick hearts don't love well. And they don't give, they don't give or receive love well. And love is to be the foundation of our relationship. Mm. And their relationship with everyone else. Mm. And without this love, fear becomes the basis wow. of all relationships. Mm. And we all know what fear-based relationships look like. They lack trust. Yes. And when we lack trust, that leaves the door open for the enemy to come into those relationships, steal, kill, and destroy. So, we're working against the manifestation of healing, of deliverance, of breakthrough, of prosperity, of all of the things that we're believing God for. The Lord said, that how we're doing this, he said that the problem is actually due to our human condition mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that there is a default in our nature. Not a defect. I didn't say defect. Mm -hmm. There is a default mm -hmm. in our nature that works against the manifestation of the things that we hope for. Mm -hmm. Now, what does a default mean? A default is a pre-selected option Adopt, now I'm going to use what it says here. He's talking about a computer program, but we can make the, the correlation in the spirit as far as kingdom goes. A default is a pre-selected option adopted by a computer program or other mechanism when no alternative is specified. So we got to be intentional and insert the word of God. We got to be intentional and, 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 and do and live by the spirit. We got to be intentional. And when we don't do this, we go on default. default. This is default. Okay. Oh my God. And so, and so he said, um, a pre, a pre-selected, a pre-selected option adopted by a computer program or other mechanism, when no alternative is specified by the user or the programmer. We're the user. God's a programmer. We already know that He specifies some things, but He's given the choice. Over to the user. Okay? He's giving it over to the user. So that's a default. Okay, okay, okay. Now, in the other, ooh, the other definition says default is of a computer program or other mechanism uh, when it reverts automatically to, again, a pre selected option. So it gave the example, and I love the sentence it said when you start a fresh letter, 
the system will default to its own style. <laughs> default is to default to your own style. It will default to its own style. We were made in the image and in the style of God. But then we fell from that holy estate and we took on the style of the devil. And so sin reigns in our mortal bodies, so on and so forth. And so when we do not intentionally insert and live by the spirit, the default is back to the style of an unbeliever, of the flesh, and everything else of which we lived like before we intentionally gave our lives to the Lord and let him live his life intentionally through us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So by default, this is what he's saying. This is where the problem is. Okay, he said that the problem is due to our human condition. There is a default, not a defect in our nature that works against the manifestation of what we hope for. By default, we prepare for the problem and not the solution. This is what the Lord dropped in my spirit while I was sleeping. By default, we prepare for problems and not the answers, Amen. not the answer, not the solution. We give more attention and resources toward building systems and structures to manage problems than we do to make room for the answers. And this is largely due to spiritual trauma, which we have incurred. You know when you've been through trauma, you start to build walls around to protect yourself from any more hurt, any more, any of those kind of things. You take on insurance policies and all kinds, you just do all kinds of things. And so we build our life systems and structures to manage problems. This, uh-huh, Trauma that we have incurred, it causes us to do that. This has changed our attitudes, our posture, and our ability to trust him. It's changed our belief systems. Uh-huh. Our belief systems have been altered toward his word. Each time we inflict a pain or hurt or disappointment, it alters our belief system, Amen. our faith That's right. towards God and his word, mm-hmm. our expectancy. Right. It, it, it takes us down. Mm-hmm. Mm. This has changed not just our belief system um, toward his word, but it has caused us to be resistant. It it builds up a resistance. It increases our resistance to his spirit. Mm, 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 mm. We fight against the move of the spirit and allowing the spirit to have his way because we don't trust as easily. Come on. Mm -hmm. This has, uh, huh, Changed our attitudes, our posture, and ability to trust Him. Our belief systems have been altered toward His Word. Resistance to His Spirit has increased. 
a sort of hardness of heart takes place due to this stress management in the spirit. And so he wanted me to tell you all that that has put us in a place where we have, where we, we, we prepare for the problems and not the solutions. But the Lord, he wants us in 2020, this lines up with the this is not that. He's making a divine announcement so that we will challenge ourselves, challenge our systems, challenge how we approach God and the things of God in his spirit, in his word. He wants us to make room in 2020 and beyond for the answers. For the answer. Stop looking at the problem. Talking about the problem. Putting all the resources and energy into the problem. Keeping it alive. That's what we do. We keep it alive. And instead start building systems and structure for the solutions to come. He said, tell my people that I am a good God. I am a good God. Yes. I am so good that I will not send the answer that they are hoping for until they have prepared themselves to receive it. My God. Help me, Jesus. He gave me the example of Noah. Sin, the ark, and the flood. He said, the problem was sin. That was the problem. Okay? Noah lived in the midst of this problem along with everybody else in the world. Sin was the problem. The answer was the flood. Selah. Noah, the sin, the ark, and the flood. Just contemplate that for a minute. Sin is the problem. The flood is the answer. You have some issues in your life. God has an answer for them. He has a flood. When the enemy came in, now I'm, I'm gonna shift y'all. So I'm gonna shift your paradigm here. We read it when the enemy came in like a flood, comma. The Lord lifted up a standard against them. That's a high reading. Because the one thing we understand that there was no commas and whatnot in the word that's originally. Right, so right. men, learned that's men, right. holy men of God, you know, um, just awesome men, they had to really seek the Lord for insight and revelation on the best places to put commas and periods in the word of God. So, this is how I read it. When the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the Lord lifts up a standard against us. That's right. That's right. Okay? All right. So, you have a problem. Sin, well, not whatever it is. You have a problem. And God has an answer. He has a flood. He has a flood for you. Okay? All right? I have a flood. Come on. God said, tell my people. 
evil, what would I look like? Because I'm a good God now. What would I look like if I sent the flood before Noah had prepared and, and had, been, had prepared himself and had prepared an ark of safety mm. to receive the answer and survive the answer? Mm. Mm. Jesus, come on! <laughs> I wouldn't be a good God. My God. Right. Amen. Noah, righteous man of God. Focused on receiving and surviving the answer and not maintaining the problem. Mm. You don't read any accounts of him daily going to God in faithless prayer mm. because God revealed you keep coming in with the problems, then this is faithless prayer. This isn't a prayer of faith. This is faithless prayer. No one didn't continue. No, we don't read accounts of him going daily to God in, in, in faithless prayer, complaining about the problem of sin and these people out there, or the tedious process of building out the solution, or the stress of doing the work of God among people that wouldn't cooperate or didn't work with him or didn't celebrate him while he was doing God's work or didn't understand him or didn't believe his testimony, didn't believe his prophecy, didn't believe, didn't respond to his preaching. No, he didn't maintain a system around that problem. He didn't default to his own style. That's right. Oh, that's right. Jesus. That's right. Which would have been maintaining a system of survival in that world. Right, right. He didn't waste any more resources on that. That's right. Instead, he overrode that program with the word of God. <laughs> and with full focus on building a system and structure that made room for the new world to come. Make room for the new world to come. Make room for the new world to come. Yes, yes. Make room for the new world to come. The world, the eras, the times, the seasons are framed by the word of God. Uh -huh. 2020 and beyond is a new world. Thank you, Jesus. It's a new system. It's a new time. Thank you, Lord. Make room for the new world to come. The second word the Lord gave me was, and this is real simple. These are real simple basic things. Real simple basic things. <laughs> I am more than enough, and so are you. I am more than enough, and so are you. Evangelist Devlin, I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what an unbeliever about you says. You are more than enough, and so am I. Amen. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, don't allow Lying words from the mouths of imperfect humans who did not create you convince you that you are not enough. That's right. That you are not good enough. That you are not smart enough. That you are not brave enough. That you are not strong enough. It is a lie. Don't believe it. Your mind and will belong to you. Do not lend it over to their lives and give over your power, give over your purpose, give over your destiny, give over your faith, your passion, your calling, your mantle, any of those things. Because they ain't the ones that gave it to you. That's right. Amen. God did. Mm -hmm. Don't give it over to them. Uh -huh. It belongs to you. Your mind belongs to you. Your will belongs to you. Uh -huh. It's all your choice. That's uh right. -huh. Like my cover photo on Facebook says, his voice, my choice. Uh -huh. 
It's all your choice. Though they may have the power to touch you, uh -huh. those that don't like you may slap you, beat you, steal your money, whatever it is they may do. Though they may have the physical power to touch you, they don't have the authority to take your value from you. I don't even care if they take your life. They still don't have the authority to take your value. If somebody was to murder you tonight, it would not take your value down in God's eyes. They did not take your value from you. You're still valuable to God. He's still going to receive you the same. It's going to not change anything in his eyes about what he has prepared for you in your next life. So you've got to get this perspective right. And don't let the enemy destroy you in this life that you're building and framing out by having you all twisted in your mind uh, with, his, with his words and stuff. The sooner you get this thing right, the better you're going to be able to fight Amen. and get this victory. Yes. We're talking about fighting a good fight. Yes. That's what we're called to do, fight a good fight. So my goal tonight was to make sure that I gave you enough things to start you off on 2020 and 2020 so that you have a fighting chance yes. to have a good report when we come into 2021. Yes. So they may have the power, but they don't have the authority to take your value from you. So don't give it to them. They ain't got the power to take it, so don't give it to them. You don't have to be misusing, abusing, mistreated, and abusing. Don't give it to them. They don't own it. Don't give them your peace. Don't, you know, they may try to vex you with whatever. Don't give them your peace. That's yours. Don't give them your purpose. Don't give them your courage. Don't give them your vision. Don't give them your future. It's yours. It is yours. And it was a free gift that was given to you. It's yours for the taking. Don't give it away to the unworthy. They ain't worthy of that. Why give them that value like that? They ain't worthy. You are going to need your mind and will to belong to God. You need your mind for yourself. Why are you giving it to somebody else? That's right. That's right. Don't give them a piece of your mind. Huh. Exactly. I'm not going to give it over to the devil. I need all my right mind. You cannot camp here, dance here. You can't do none of that. I need all of it. You got to cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's 2 Corinthians 10 5. You have to battle to keep your mind and your thoughts pure. Pure. Hallelujah. You must strengthen yourself. We've got to strengthen ourselves for this warfare beforehand. Just like Jesus did. We got to take out the time to prepare ourselves. Jesus, he did, it, he did it beforehand. Jesus had armed himself by reading and meditating on the word of God. That, 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 that it would be there and present, and present help for him when he came into his trials of his humanity. I'm not talking about Jesus in glory. I'm talking about the divine God in the flesh. Mm -hmm. He armed himself with the word of God. Yes. 
for his trials, to keep him during his trials in his humanity, to remind him that he was God. That's right. He was more than enough. He could carry that cross. I mean, I can only imagine what he had to remind himself of in the garden. That's right. Come on now. Oh, Jesus. It wasn't no cakewalk for him in the garden. We see it wasn't a cakewalk for him. In his humanity, he armed himself for his humanity. When he was tempted by the devil in the, in the, in the wilderness to turn the stones into bread, he came back with the word of God. He said, but it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God word, God's word reveals truth that helps us recognize the devil's lies in spiritual conflicts. God's word, God's word reveals truth. And the truth being revealed is what helps us recognize the lie. It, it, it brings light. Mm -hmm. Revelation brings light. light. And light floods into the dark space. Mm -hmm. And when, when light comes into a dark space, it reveals what was already there. You turn the lights on, you can see what's in the room. Mm -hmm. So when this light is revealed, yeah. this truth, it helps us to recognize, oh, these are the lies of the devil. That's right. Uh -huh. Hebrews 4.12 tells us. And the NIV is, explains how the word reveals truth. It says, for the word of God is living and active, yes. sharper than any two-edged sword. Yes. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit. Yes, mm. thank you. Father. Excuse me. Joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Mm. So armed with the truth yes. of the word, we will recognize the devil's lies for what they are. That is why it is so important to know how to study the Bible. Don't make me throw my phone and throw everything in here. Mm. We got to know how to study the Bible. Amen. Time out for just picking it up and reading and meditating. And praying and asking God to do all the work. Holy Spirit, do all the work. Reveal to me what you're saying. You're still going to come up with an insufficient interpretation. You will come up with an insufficient interpretation. I'm going to tell you, it's so important to learn how to study the word of God so that you can recognize the devil's lies for yes. what they are. Yes. There are principles and practices of biblical interpretation that simply cannot be ignored. Mm. And we need to bring them with us when we approach the word of God. Just like there's principles and practices for coming into the sanctuary of God, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his course of praise. There's all kind of protocol yes. that God has put in place for us to get the maximum benefit out of our assembly. Yes. Now we can come in any old kind of way. We can come in late, miss worship. We can leave early, miss prayer. You know, and we're going to just get little insufficient pieces of bread, little That's crumbs. Right. But you want the full Monty? You follow some of the protocols God has put in place to make sure that you walk away with the fullness, the full truth. So that that revelation won't be no 25-watt revelation where you turn the room, the light on, and you, it reveals some of what's in the room. We need 100 watts. We need the brightest bulb possible.
possible yes. so we can see all of the details. Because right. the yes. devil be in the details. That's right. Uh -huh. And I yes. need to see the details in the room. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. So as I'm saying, there are principles and practices of biblical interpretation that cannot be ignored. That's simply hermeneutics. That's what it's called, hermeneutics. Hermeneutics. We love hermeneutics. Don't we, Dallas? Yes. <laughs> they help you approach the word of God responsibly, reverently, okay? And they help you to find out how God feels and how God thinks. You want, we, we praying and, and asking somebody to impart on us supernaturally a renewed mind and the mind of God. You get the mind of God when you study Come on. to show yourself approved mm -hmm. unto God. Yes, Lord. Not unto man. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly right. dividing the word of truth. Right. Cutting it up, cutting it up, right. serving it correctly. Yes. Teaching it correctly. Uh, 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 quoting it correctly. All of that is part of rightly dividing the word of truth. And so we have to we need to know how he feels and thinks because every I'm going to tell you everything is in the Bible. Every answer has not been answered. Every dilemma, every issue it's not written about in the book. That's right. The Bible teaches us. Now what did Jesus do? He did come in the, in the volume, volume of the book. Of the book. Yeah. And he came to fulfill Still. the law. He didn't mm -hmm. do away with it. He fulfilled Told all it. the requirements of it. He fulfilled the law. Mm -hmm. But all he did was lay a foundation. Absolutely. Come and on. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, pastors, and teachers to help to build on the foundation he laid. Yes. He sent the Holy Ghost to come and to lead us and to guide us into all, all truth. truth. He's given us some co-ownership in the building of this body of Christ being the bride. Okay, because the woman is significant in the, 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 the makeup of the man. Don't I ain't saying nothing about even that. I will not say a word. Read the book. Yeah. It's coming. But listen. Listen. He laid the foundation. So when people want to talk about, they don't say nothing about women being apostles. They don't say nothing about, well, it said women need to be quiet. It said it's okay to get a divorce. It said A, B, C, and D. Jesus laid the foundation. And he gave us the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us and help us interpret the scripture. He's given us biblical hermeneutics. I love hermeneutics. All hermeneutics is, 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 is the art and science of interpreting scripture. That's right. Hermeneutics is not a biblical term. It is a scientific term. It belongs, it's a scientific term. It's what, it's what people that like to um, um, assess things. Or what, it's, 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 it's a scientific term. It's a world term. You can have all kind of hermeneutics. And so when we use the word hermeneutics in church, we say biblical hermeneutics. And that was speaking to the science of interpreting scripture. But there's hermeneutics in art. Yes. So say, for instance, you go to a museum, you go to an art gallery, and there's paintings on the wall. Mm -hmm. There's all kind of paintings, oil paintings, watercolors, 
Picassos, you got all these different eras of paintings and stuff. Well, an artist is somebody who is an art buff. They understand, they have studied art, and they can look at a painting, and they can interpret what the painter is saying. They can tell if it's a, it's a watercolor, they can, they can sit up there and they can tell you by the canvas, by the era, there's all these rules that they have studied in school that they know, and if they take these rules and apply them, when they look at the painting, it's like, oh, Okay, this is how you determine this, how you determine that. And by the time they apply all the rules, they can stand there and they can tell you what this painting is saying, what it means, what is the message. So we got to do the same thing when it comes to the Word of God. Amen. Not just open up, read a book, and just believe God. There are some rules that you need to know. When you approach the Word of God, if you really want to know how He feels and thinks. Yes. A few things I'm just going to share with you three things. But then there's a whole bunch more. You have to learn how to ask the right questions and completely answer them in order to receive an accurate message. I know all of y'all understand that. Who loves Google in here? I love Google. Mm -hmm. But in order to receive the right information you're looking for, you've got to ask the right questions to get the information. If not, if you're asking the wrong questions, you're going to be getting some different kind of information that really don't have nothing to do with it, and it's just not going to be as effective. The same principle applies to the Word of God. That's right, ask the right questions. In order to receive an accurate message. You also have to distinguish between what the Bible records and what the Bible approves. We preaching on Jesus things that he ain't like. We preaching on God the Father and talking about his character and nature in a way that is not him. Because we are, we, we've got to understand what it, what it records and what it approves. Amen. A lot of the things, accounts and stuff, it's just information to help to bring into context certain things. And people are going to make a doctrine off of that and, it, and it's destroying lives. It's destroying lives. You gotta understand it. We also have to be aware of various uses of language in the Bible. One, for instance, would be figurative language. Figurative language is used widely so that we will not interpret literally what was meant to be interpreted figuratively. Okay, and then therefore assign some characteristic to God that is not true. Okay. One example is that story about the, the, the man who, who goes off to receive his inheritance to a far country and he gives his servants talents, okay? Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm gonna go off and, and receive my inheritance and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna take an account, so on and so forth. And we know the wicked servant that didn't do what he was supposed to do with the talent. He says, well, Lord, I know you to be an austere and a very severe, very strict, so on and so forth. So we'll make that interpretation and apply that to God, and we'll start preaching and teaching people how God is very, you know, harsh. We'll start putting, applying characteristics when really it was not talking about God himself, but it is giving us some insight into some things in the kingdom, kingdom economics, so on and so forth, and we've got to know how to draw the lines between certain things and not apply characteristics to God 
and put people in bondage and have them fearing God in a way yeah. that he's not at. There are many more guidelines and skills taught in biblical hermeneutics that help us learn the truth of God's word. We understand that it has to be the truth. However, throughout all of these hermeneutics, we must rely on Holy Spirit to guide us in all of our endeavors, in our studies, to reveal God's specific will and word to us in that season, his specific instruction for that time, what it is he wants to accomplish with this truth. And I try to take this truth and put it over here. And it's not for that. We, it yeah. takes the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom with the word. Yeah. That's right. The truth, God's word, pierces the soul and spirit, proclaiming what man ought to be and can only be in Christ. It also portrays to us oh, the spirit and his power and proclaims the fact that he alone can quicken our mortal bodies to do that and to be that and to, and to exude all that which is righteous. As a judge of the thoughts and attitudes of the heart, this passage of scripture implies that the Holy Spirit sifts out and analyzes evidence. This two-edged sword that is sharper than anything penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It knows the line, it knows the border to where your soul ends and your spirit begins. Mm -hmm. It is the word of God that is what you need and the spirit of God is what you need to help you to counsel people and know when it's a soul issue. Mm -hmm. And know how to divide between the soul and the spirit. Yes. Mm. Yes, he sifts out and analyzes evidence. He tells you the truth about Christ, the truth about yourself, the truth about others, and the opposition mm -hmm. when you are connected to him. Yes. The word of God and the power of his Holy Spirit are mighty to help us to take captive our thoughts. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, My God. There are areas of your thought life that you find difficult to overcome. What you need to do is you need to find specific scriptures that can help you to get the victory over them and then believe in God who is mighty to save. Uh -huh. It is in his word. It is his word we are using. So in order to have authority, it is his word. It is his word that we are using. Yes. So in order to have authority of this word, we must be in right relationship with the owner of the word. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And of course, Amen. the use of this word, it is by the Holy <laughs> Spirit that we receive grace and power. Hallelujah. To bring the thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Yes. And in this process, we become transformed into the person he wants us to be. The person he says that we are. That person who is more Amen. than yes. enough. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's where I become more than enough. That's where you become more than enough. Amen. 
and third words. Hallelujah. Actually, it's a, it's a principle, but then once I get done breaking down the principle, there's a word at the end of it. Uh-huh. Y'all may have seen it on Facebook. It's called the Exodus Increase Principle. The Lord showed this to me. And um, <clears throat> this principle was inspired in me as I read something that Maya Angelou once said. She said, you may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by it. That's right. You may not control right. all of the events that happen to you, evangelist, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. Yes. Mm -hmm. mm. So, the Lord showed me that, that I've seen, I've heard so many different words, you know, from different people. This is, in, in, in John Eckhart, when he made the 2020 connection with Second Chronicles 2020, okay? Then he, and I love what he's been teaching and that he revealed that it is the year of establishment and the rush, okay? Because the word prosperity, believe the prophet, and you will prosper when you look at it in Hebrew, one of the definitions for it is to rush, to rush forward, to advance, okay? And so he's saying it's the year of establishment and the rush, okay? And I've heard many people say, you know, so many different words. And so God, as I was reading, he revelated in my spirit, I'm going to make the connection to you for you, that this was the year of Exodus. Mm. This was actually the Exodus year. Mm. Uh -huh. And um, because that this is, 2020 is actually the last year of the score. Yes. 20 years. We know, we understand. 10 years is a decade. Yep. 20 years is a score. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us, but three score and 10, yep. okay? That's 70 years that we can, you know, he, he desires to bless us with that life. And so, this is the last year of the score, 2020. Actually, it is the last year of the first score of this new millennium that we entered into in 2000. Okay? <clears throat> I know it sounds more complicated, but it's, it's not really too complicated, but This year, actually, is not just, because I was contemplating that today, I was like, God, help me wrap my mind around it. Many people are saying it is the end of a decade, okay? It is, but God also showed me that it's not at the same time. It is and it isn't. Because if you look at numbers and how numbers work, we understand that number seven in the spirit is a number of divine completion. But we also understand that number 10 is very significant in the spirit 
it represents completion as well, but it represents a, a fullness. It's like the, the end of thing. So think about it from a mathematical standpoint. I don't want to get too heavy, but just take, just go with me here. Every number is based on the numbers one through ten. That's right. I think so. I don't know. I thought I heard something. One through ten. That's the whole. That is all of the numbers. Every number That's in this right. world That's right. is contained within this set of numbers. That's all that matters. One through ten. After that, it repeats 11 through 20. But one is the first number, 10 is the end, and it completes a set. That's right. So he was showing me that the fullness of the decade will not end until 2021. Mm -hmm. Because now we are entering into basically the last year yes. of the decade. It's not necessarily the yes. first year of the decade, Come on, but the last year. Because if you think about it like this, because I was like, the Lord is also the first year, though. You know, it's also the first year. But if you put your baby, when your baby's born, and it's a few weeks old, and the baby's one month old, and the baby's two months old, it's not until the baby turns one that you start saying the baby is one years old. That's right. Up until that point, one doesn't really matter until you get to one. Now we're at we're at the first, we're at the beginning, right. okay? And so he was saying that this is not simply just the end of a decade, but this is really a crossover year, and this is an exodus year. You are exiting out all throughout these next 366 days are going to be exiting out and in. And y'all even know in fractions, right? 1.5 is still, it can either be one or it can be two. So we are still in this decade. We are exiting out this year. So listen, he said that, um, uh, let's see here. I hear, so I heard him in the spirit say, as you walk through 2020, Prepare for supernatural increase. Prepare for supernatural increase because this is an exodus year. And there is a principle of supernatural increase in an exodus. He took me to Exodus chapter 1, verse 12. So he said, as you walk through 2020, prepare for supernatural increase. However, there will also be much affliction as we exodus this season. There will be much affliction. Exodus 1.12 teaches us that the affliction of the righteous will produce supernatural increase in their lives if they allow it. If they cooperate with it, with the word of God. This is what it says in Exodus 1.12. This is the principle that we find. This is what the scripture says. It says, but the more they afflicted them, That's right. the more they multiplied and grew. Yeah. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The CEZ says it like this. But even though the Israelites were mistreated, That's 
Their families grew larger. And they took over more land. More land. We need to get excited. But because of this, the Egyptians feared them worse than before. So you're going to increase the affliction. It's going to increase you if you cooperate with God in it. But it's also going to make your enemy even more angry at you. They're going to want to affect you even more. But it's going to cause you and your family to go larger and to take over more land. There is an increased principle that's hidden in this Exodus. So my word that God showed me when I read this, because I just understand that there's going to be great adversity. There's going to be great affliction. But we have to decide not to be reduced by it. And that's what she said. So, as I was reading this, the Lord was saying to tell the people to decide not if you got to make a decision out the gate. Mm. And remember this as you go along the way. Decide not to be reduced by any adversity in 2020. Mm. If you want to increase if you want whoo, to, to increase the way God wants to increase you, you have to decide now not to be reduced by any adversity that's going to come your way Amen. in 2020. Amen. Thank you, decide not to be reduced by anyone else's opinion of you. Decide not to consider and meditate on those things, but only on the report of the Lord. Yeah. Respond to every adversity with belief and cooperation with the written and prophetic word of increase. Yeah. With the written and prophetic word of increase. Yes, the events of 2019 and before will pursue you. Yes, the memories and the cycles of defeat will haunt you and seek to find a place of establishment and prosperity in 2020 and beyond. Yes. But they are just shadows. Amen. They are just yes. shadows. They are just shadows. What is a shadow? A shadow takes place when the sun is shining. When the sun is shining. Well, the sun, the S-O-N, is going to be shining on us this yes. year. Uh-huh. Yes. It's going to be shining. And, and, and so a the, the, uh, shadow happens uh, when something that has substance, something that has matter, something that is manifested in the physical has the light shine on it. Mm-hmm. It then has its own shadow. So my word of warning and encouragement to you for this year is do not erect any monuments to your fears and failures and they won't create shadows. Come do on. not erect monuments. Tear down every stronghold. Tear down every fear, everything that has exalted itself up against the knowledge yes. of God Tear it down and you won't have to fight with these shadows. Yeah. You won't even have to deal with the shadow. Amen. Amen. As the prophet Moses declared to God's chosen people, preparing to cross over at the shore of the Red Sea, I declare to you tonight, if you only believe. Jesus, thank you, Lord. If you only believe, do not be afraid and stand firm. 
you will see the Lord's salvation, yes. which he will accomplish for you this year. Yes. For the Egyptians you saw in 2019, uh -huh. them devils and demons and enemies you saw all of your life, God has set it up so that you would never see them again yes. if you only believe. Amen. Yes. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to believe and be still. Amen. Yes. Amen. So, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The word of the Lord for 2020 is this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The word of the Lord is this. Like never before, prepare to be mistreated by the enemy. Prepare to be afflicted by the enemy. So prepare to grieve the enemy and prepare to be feared by the enemy. Prepare to be hated by the enemy. But moreover, because you want to prepare for the answer and not the problem. Moreover, prepare to grow larger. Yes. Whatever the Lord has been telling you to do to establish the systems he's been telling you to put in place for success and to break the cycles of failure and defeat, the structures he's been telling you to tear down and to erect, the holy structures to erect in his place, all those things he's been telling you to do, come on, man. Do it. Prepare to Yes. Prepare to take over more land. Yes. What does taking over more land look like? Mm -hmm. Whatever it looks like, prepare for it. Stop playing. Yes. God ain't playing no more. Yes. I know I'm prepared. I'm looking for assistance. I'm trying to build teams, structures, systems. I'm tired. I got a work to do. I'm in my 50s. I don't know how old am I? 50, I mean 56, something? So I said, I got 10 good years. I need, I need 10 good women to run with me for 10 good years so I can build some things and, and just like not coast in, but, but let the, the structure take me on in for the other 10, 15, 20 years. Yes. Listen. That's right. Listen. Prepare to grow larger. Prepare to take over more land. Multiply and increase. Prepare to multiply and increase like never before. Amen. Put stuff in place for it. Put stuff in place for it. Thank you. God promises. He promises to increase his people greatly. In 2020 and beyond. Yes. Listen, when I looked at 2020, because you know I had to go and say, okay, well, I see this is on the Gregorian calendar, but let's look at what the Hebrew calendar got to say about it. It's the year 5780. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to work with the, the number 57, but with the number 80, 
um, it's the it's, it's pay in Hebrew and pay p e y is mouth, mm. mouth represents mm. mouth. So the Lord was saying, this is the year of the mouth. This is the year of the mouth. This is the year of the mouth. Hallelujah for the Exodus. Oh, 